The sermon today will be based on Psalm 62, but our call to worship is based on Psalm 61. Let us call ourselves to worship. O Lord, listen to our cry. Pay attention to our prayer. When our hearts are weak, we cry out to you from the ends of the earth. Lead us to the rock that is higher than we are. You have been our refuge. Let us take refuge in the shelter of your wings. Let us worship God. Stand if you are able to sing hymn number 43. Great is thy faithfulness. Well, as we read Psalm 62, notice that trust is the theme of the beginning, of the middle, and the end of this 12-verse psalm. Between those three parts, there are a couple of verses on the actions of enemies who seem to be bothering the psalmist a lot in this situation here. And two of the attributes of humans. Also notice that it's God alone who acts. In the Hebrew version of this psalm, the original six verses start with a word that means only, alone, unique. So listen now for the word of God in the 62nd psalm. For God alone, my soul waits in silence. From him comes my salvation. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall never be shaken. How long will you assail a person? Will you batter your victim, all of you, as you would a leaning wall, a tottering fence? Their only plan is to bring down a person of prominence. They take pleasure in falsehood. They bless them, they bless with their mouths, but inwardly they curse. For God alone, my soul waits in silence, for my hope is from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be shaken. On God rests my deliverance and my honor. My mighty rock, my refuge is in God. Trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Those of low estate are bread of breath. Those of high estate are a delusion in the balances they go up. They are together lighter than a breath. Put no confidence in extortion and set no vain hopes on robbery. If riches increase, do not set your heart on them. Once God has spoken, twice I have heard this that power belongs to God, and steadfast love belongs to you, O Lord, for you repay to all according to their work. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. O Lord, may my words and may all our thoughts be acceptable in your sight, our rock our refuge, our redeemer. Amen. One thing spoken, two things heard. 
Well, it's not always like that. Did you hear about, did you hear about the sweet old couple sitting in their rocking chairs on the porch watching the sun go down and then just after sunset, what some would call the crepuscular time of day, <laughs> you know, it's a time, it's a time that can lead to thoughts of nostalgia in the old days, of sentimental memories. So the wife gazes at her husband fondly and says, honey, I'm proud of you. He whips around and says, well, I'm tired of you too. <laughs> Sometimes what gets said is not what gets heard. So what was spoken twice and heard, spoken once and heard twice in Psalm 62? Well, this is what was spoken. That power belongs to God and steadfast love to the Lord. That is what you can trust. God is powerful. Did you hear all the ways the psalmist described God? He said, God is my hope, my rock, my salvation, my fortress, my deliverance, my honor, my mighty rock and my refuge. All of these are images that speak of power. So God is powerful and God loves you. Loves you with a steadfast, faithful, solid as a rock. You can count on it. You can take it to the bank kind of love. Love you can trust. So you can trust that God is powerful and that God loves you. In fact, we kind of echo that, both those ideas when we sing that uh, simple faith statement song, you know, Jesus loves me. Remember the part about we are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. So how do we know to trust in God? We'll look again at at the first couple of verses. For God alone my soul waits in silence. I've read this not really silence like sitting around a, you know, the bus station waiting for the bus to come or that kind of, it's not a passive waiting. It's not a, it's a matter of my soul is at peace. I'm not anxious because I can trust in God. If you read the fifth and sixth verses, you'll see basically that trust refrain is repeated almost word for word. Only God can silence our anxieties and our fears. Only from God comes salvation. And what does this psalm tell us about human beings? Well, it says we are frail. The ninth verse speaks of the fragile and flimsy and fleeting nature of life. And then those of low estate are but a breath. Those of high estate are a delusion. In the balance, they go up. So you put them in the balances, it just blows off like dust, right? Together, lighter than a breath. Rich or poor, smart or dumb, beautiful or homely, famous or unknown, fit or fat, we are all but a breath, except in the eyes of God. Now the last verse of the psalm speaks of God repaying each person according to their work. That could be a scary thought. In the 27th chapter of Matthew, Jesus refers to this kind of judgment saying, for the Son of Man 
is to come with his angels in the glory of his Father, and then he will repay everyone for what he has done. And in the second chapter of Romans, Paul writes about anguish and distress for everyone who does evil, but glory and honor and peace for everyone who does good. In that chapter, Paul asks, do you not realize that God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance? Now, in the paper today, there's a story in the first section about Facebook is to let users rank news organizations. Mark Zuckerberg, the head of Facebook last week, was saying he's just... He's not at all comfortable with the company trying to decide, or they had a panel for a while, what's trustworthy source of information. So Facebook's going to ask users, who do you trust? Well, you know that's an issue because of all the efforts to sway the election last year with fake stories. But who you trust makes a difference much in much more of life than any set of elections. Did you hear about what happened in Hawaii last Saturday morning, the 13th? About 8 a.m., all the residents of Hawaii who were, had cell phones got a 14-word message on their phone. Ballistic missile threat inbound to Hawaii. Seek immediate shelter. This is not a drill. It was a mistake, but it didn't get corrected for about 38 minutes. I read accounts of parents deciding which of their children they could get to in the time available. Who should they go to to comfort and die with? I read of people phoning family to express their love and to say goodbye. I even heard about a fellow who pulled out the lasagna out of the refrigerator and ate as much as he could. <laughs> now, there's an Italian. <laughs> an Italian in Hawaii. He did not want lasagna to go, go to waste. What would you do? Well, all of this was a result of an accidental phone message. There weren't any, there weren't any uh, alarms sounding. There was nothing on TV or the radio or social media, just a, a phone message. But think about it. Would you trust a, a text from the state emergency service that says, seek shelter, you're about to die? Don't you know they were relieved and angry when they found out it was fake news? The real problem is not with some guy who clicked the wrong item on a pull-down menu. The real problem is that we live in a time when that message about incoming missiles, it could be real. And when seeking shelter could just be a waste of time. A waste of the last moments of your life. And that is why, with the psalmist, we can say, for God alone, my soul waits in silence, for my hope is from God. God alone is my rock and my salvation. 
my fortress. I shall not be shaken. Trust in God. Well, remember that no matter how dark and frightening this world may become, no matter how frightening the individual circumstances of your life may be today or tomorrow or next week, and no matter what kind of scary text messages you get, Almighty God is our rock, our refuge, and God goes with you. If you remember that, then the peace of God that passes all understanding will go with you too. Thanks be to God.